When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. All right, we back at it. Home run radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. What's All right, in, in, in the uh, well, I don't want to say in the building. He, he on the Zoom. We are live and direct, man. One of LA's leading voices right now. Usually, when we tell, uh, you know, we've been having a lot of conversations as of recently, man. Shouts out to the OG Julio G and his radio game. He asked us recently, like, who are you checking for? Who who should who should I be looking out for? And immediately, me and Head said this individual right here, man, the one and only Nana is joining the Homegrown Radio uh, show, good. man. How you feeling, bro? What's good? I feel great, man. Just happy to be in the presence of y'all, man. I'm I'm blessed. Can't complain. Yo, so how, how does it feel, man? I I, I want to kind of start off with that because uh, your name has been popping up on a lot of a lot of people's lists, a lot of people's you know who to check for recently. Um, we're no stranger to to who Nana is and what's been going on, but for the world that may not understand who you are, where you hail from, and we'll get into how how you know we feel about who Nana is, man. Going to give go, give a, a brief introduction to the folks out there. So my name is Nana. Um, I'm from the Crenshaw district. Um, I grew up, born, raised, bred, you know what I'm saying? No transplant. I'm from here. Um, and, you know, I, um, you know, I'm just a, a, a young individual, man, just, just you know, shit, working towards, a, you know, a, a something something that's bigger than me, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I like to say I represent those that come from where I come from that, you know, don't have the platform that I have or that it's not as gifted or wasn't didn't realize, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, a something to work towards in life, like when I was younger, you know. So that that's that's just me. That's me though. That's me. So you that's said something I'm... interesting about about speaking for people that don't have a platform that you have, but at, at one point you didn't necessarily have that platform either. You know what I'm saying? So now right. that we're getting to these conversations, I'm just saying, yo, yo, check for Nana. You know, you're on yep. these lists. People are, people are, your name is starting to pop up in a lot of different circles in terms of this rap shit here in LA specifically. Um, is that, is that pressure or is it like, yo, this is what I worked for and I'm ready to, to show people what I got? Yeah, hundred percent, man. This is, this is my destiny. Like, like when I was younger, I always knew that I wanted to do something with my life. Like, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a two parent household. A lot of my friends weren't, you know, so I, and my parents coming from where they come from, they, so my parents, crazy quick rundown, my parents met in London, they're from Ghana, they met in London, yeah, they had my older brother, my older sister, they came out here, I want to say 84, um, had my other oldest brother, um, that's before me, had me and then my younger sister, so I grew up in a, in a, in a cultured household, you know, my parents being from Ghana, and being first generation American, so, they're like, yo, we came here, you're gonna do some shit with your with yourself. You're gonna you're gonna make something of yourself from from you know just us coming out here for greater and bigger opportunity. So um yeah, that's 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 kind of how I, you know, just like always kept like a straight, straight path. I always noticed that when when parents uh are immigrants and they come over, like especially from other countries as far as like like I would say more more like Middle Eastern or even African countries, the parents usually frown upon their children going into the arts or going into shit like that. Did you experience that? Cause they usually, you know, yeah. African parents, my, my homies that are African, they parents, we want them to be doctors. Yes, this is true. This is true. You probably had a lot of Nigerian homies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they like, yo, you going to school. That's it. My dad was like, yo, you're going to school. You're going to school. You're going to school. Like. My dad wanted me to go to school to be an engineer. But you know me being born out here, being exposed to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they came here for the American dream. Like I was born, like I was like just being born here and like going to school here and, you know, playing basketball, being a fan of the NBA and shit like that. I'm like, man, I'm trying to go to the league. I ain't trying mm. to go to, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to school to try to go to the league. You feel me? So um, they were very like, gung-ho about that but as I as I like got into music 
and they realized like this is a gift that came from somewhere like you know what i'm saying because my dad he was or my dad is a bishop you know and him mm. yeah he 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 i was also raised in the church so him being a bishop you know um he one i remember my youngest i think my first studio experience was going to the studio with my dad while he was making a gospel album and you know just kind of having that like sort of a music bug I think once he realized like yo this is something that that came as a gift from God who am I to say you can't do this you know so very supportive he's my, my parents are like one of some of my biggest supporters that's dope. Did you feel like it took a it took a while for them to come around? Like it wasn't like a it wasn't like an easy conversion though, right? Yeah, to okay. hear some music. They had yeah, to hear they, some like, wait, hold on, wait. All right, now I, I'm not even not even hear the music. My mom didn't start supporting me till she saw me on TV one day. So, oh, yeah, it was like you need to get a job, you know, because they're real analog in their thought process. Yeah. Did, like, what what was the what was you think was the discerning factor to make make your parents start supporting you? I think they saw the support that I was getting from like other people. And, you know, they, they, uh, it, it didn't come easy neither. Like I hid it from them for a long time. I was like, yeah, I hid it from damn near a lot of people in my family. Cause I was like, I didn't want to feel like I was being judged. Like, oh, this the, you know, he, he not choosing to go the traditional route. Cause everybody in my, in my, um, in my family went to college except me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, damn, if I tell them I'm, you know, I wanna, I wanna rap, you know, they gonna look at me like, uh, he's 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 rebelling against tradition, you know. But once they heard, the, once they saw the support and actually heard the music, my dad was like, yo, I support this. You know what I'm saying? So like, when you say the support, was it was it okay? You know, from internet, they're saying people. Buy, not necessarily buy or, or download or I guess press play on your shit or was it like going to a show like what was that what was that experience for for them to actually know? Yeah, they pulled up to a show. Mm, they that's what it show. was. That was the they day. Was it an invitation show, yeah. though? Did you invite them? Yeah, I invited them. I invited okay. them. They they pulled up to a show and you know like my mom she has a beauty supply and everybody that comes there she's telling them to follow me on Instagram. That's where it's at now. Like it's there now, you know what I'm saying? She's like, yo, my son does music, did that in the third, follow him on Instagram. So every once in a while, I'll get people that follow me, hit me up in my DM, like, yo, your mom told me to follow you, blah, blah. I'm wow, like, there you go. That's amazing. <laughs> now, now, yeah, you brought looking. something up that's interesting, man. Uh, you, you've been, you're the first generation in, in your family, uh, you and your, your, your siblings to be in America, right? Mm -hmm. So Talk about that experience of living black in America as a first generation, because I think that's pretty interesting. You said your parents met in London. Yeah, they met in London. They're from yeah. Ghana. They're from Ghana. Yep. So yep. we're talking so. about two different regions and now living this experience as living black in America. Talk about their experience of being black uh, internationally to now having to now to have to to, to support and, and, and groom somebody, their kid in America, a new a new place and, and being black in America. Yeah, man, it was always different. Like I got the best of both worlds. Like that's why I related to the Black Panther film so much mm -hmm. because it was two different experiences, you know, like, like, which is why when um, T'Challa was like kind of telling his dad, like, yo, why didn't you bring him? Like, why didn't you, you know, uh, speaking of Killmonger, like, why didn't you, you know, get him familiar with the culture. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? There wouldn't be such a disconnect, you know? So um, growing up, I saw that there was that disconnect, like with with my friends and like just people that I went to school with because they would clown me for being darker than them. They were clown me because my name wasn't the traditional John, Robert, you know, Sean, you know? So um, it was kind of difficult, but at the same time, it, it was, it was, it was like growing up, I realized how cool it was to actually know where I'm from because a lot of people don't can't they can't pinpoint their origin, you know. Like when we came here or when 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 uh when uh African Americans were brought here, um, you know, it it the history got lost, you know. So it, to be first generation um American, you know, I I grew up to realize that it was a blessing. I, I used to look down upon it because I'm like, man, why can't I have a regular name? 
Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to school getting clowned for this shit, this, that, and the third. And then the meaning behind my name, you know, made me more, even more confident, you know? So what, what's um, the meaning behind it? Uh, my name, Nana in Ghana, it means king. Mm. Yeah. So that's why my Instagram, people probably think, oh yeah, Nana is king. He's just probably saying that. You an arrogant ass nigga. Yeah, I'm an arrogant ass nigga. <laughs> but it's literally like Nana is king, you know? So um, yeah, that, that when I like just grew to know that, yo, this is my birthright. I was just like, yo, I don't have nothing to be ashamed of. Do you still have family and, and relatives, obviously, still over in Ghana? Do you, Have you been back? Yeah, I went back when I was 15. I got family in Ghana. I got family, a lot of family in London. Uh, my grandma's still in Ghana. I went back uh, uh, maybe like 2005. It was a crazy experience. It was cool, though. Is it a myth that Africans look down on African-Americans, Black people? Um, Depending on where, I feel like, there's 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 two sides to the spectrum you do have those type of folks that are like you know they they look down you know on african-americans but um there's a lot of people that out there they want african-americans to come like they, they they're inviting they're like we want to teach you guys like bro when they did afro Chella last december my nigga, they were giving out citizenships. I think they gave Cardi B a citizen. Yeah, they were giving out citizenships, bro. Wow. They were giving out citizenships. Yeah, Cardi citizenships to what? To what country? Ghana. To uh, Ghana. To Ghana. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, they were giving. Out, I think Cardi B has a citizenship. She's a citizen of Ghana now. They gave. So when you when you say they look down, like certain people do look down, what do you think is the reason that they look at black people like that? From your perspective, like from what, from what like you understand. It's a stereotype on both ends. I feel like I feel like there's Africans that look down on African Americans and African Americans that look down on Africans because of the stereotype. They think that niggas are just like niggas out here. Like they think niggas like you know what I'm saying? Like oh yeah, nah, like you know, cause you know. But there's an admiration in there as well because a lot of um, what we do out here is emulated out there, vice versa. You know, the dances and stuff like that that we make up out here, they originated from out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like it's like vice versa. But um, I think I think it, it, it really just comes from like, like, you know, a lot of what is being taught. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was in high school, when I was in elementary, you open up the textbook, you think Africa is all jungle. Yeah. You know what I'm yep. Yeah. You look at you. You watch Lion King. You think, OK, damn, this is what Africa looks like. You know what I'm saying? But there are well-developed. Uh, areas out there in Africa, you know? So, and when I went, I saw that for myself. And that's why it was such an eye-opening experience. Cause I'm like, that's why I, man, I encourage everybody to go to Africa because mm. it, it's so different from what, like, you know, is being taught or what is, you know, what has been taught, you know? And, 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 and honestly, shit, I'm trying to own some property out there. For Facts. real, for real. Like, Run for real, up. so. Facts. Yeah. You brought up, you I uh, mentioned that you mentioned the league, and I'm, I don't remember which song it was on the project that you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, the league didn't work out for you. I don't remember what song that was, but when you say go to the league, you meant like, like who? Yeah. Yep. When you, yep. when you, when you say, okay, so are you any good? I mean, shit, we can get on the court, man. No, no, no. I didn't say hey, I was good. Go. I, asked, <laughs> I asked you if you were good. I'm good. I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm good. So when you when you was obviously you had aspirations of going to the league. Mm -hmm. When did that take a turn? Did you did did an injury happen or did you decide I'm just gonna do the music? Man, I did some knucklehead shit in high school. Man, you know. So the custodians they used to roll around in this little you know transferable cart. They they used to go pick up trash in and all of that type of shit. So uh, me and a homie of mine. We decided, all right, we see a vacant cart. I get in it. Yeah. <laughs> I get in the cart. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing how to operate the shit. I I hit the gas on the shit, not knowing how fast it was going to go. Man, that shit went fast as shit. And I ended up, like, scraping my leg against the fence and, like, injuring my knee. Yeah. Yeah, I injured my knee. I, I probably and I got no knees now, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mess your opportunity. <laughs> now not with no knees, then you know what? Mess his opportunity I'm up. Like, this is like, why. Man. This is why Africans look down on niggas. <laughs> <laughs> niggas doing nigga shit. 
niggas doing nigga shit. This I'm just <laughs> ain't no Africans playing with no janitors, zambonis, or no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas doing nigga shit. But go ahead. Yeah, I did some. I did some nigga shit. I took. Him, I, I, yeah, I, I did some nigga shit. And hey. I, I lied to my parents. I, I, I didn't even tell them what happened. I just told them I was playing basketball, fell on the concrete. You know what I'm saying? Knee first, and yeah, I, I was done after that. When you wait, so have you have you opened up to them? At, do they know now, or is this gonna be like the first time that they know that you was doing some nigga shit, and that's why you fucked your shit up? This is the first time. Are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, you know, it is. It's over and done with. They don't need to know that shit. It's Yo, you oh, never told them that you was doing some man. Johnny Knoxville shit and fucked your whole basketball <laughs> aspiration up. I was like, it's the past. Like, yeah, they don't need to know. So let me ask you this: in uh, what was you in the, in the Oh My Mama video? You was doing some Johnny Knoxville shit. I did some more Johnny Knoxville shit, and I actually fucked myself up doing that shit. I, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, actually, what's wrong with you, dog? Like, what's <laughs> up with you, bro? <laughs> That's why Yo, at the beginning uh, of the video, I was like, "This ain't jackass, nigga. This black ass. Like, this is, like, <laughs> this is, a, this is a nigga version of jackass." Now, I just like you, to do uh, shit with my friend. You, you got the the, the EP, wow. not my EP, and then the uh, the, the project Save Yourself. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I don't I'll let you answer this for yourself, but was there any music that you put out prior to that? Because it seems like you stepped on the scene with and just I mean, from my my take on it, super polished. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I noticed there's a trend where a lot of artists they'll they'll take down and scrub their social media when they feel like, all right, now I've I've kind of arrived. Did you do the same thing? Is like, is there nah nah shit that's that's online or that was online that you took down prior to these mm. two projects? Uh, there's still some shit up that I actually like put out like prior to the two projects like i hadn't put out a project though that was the only thing it was like, like songs I, here and there yeah it was songs here and there okay. i i just i think for me you know i come i i come and grew up in an era where like there was artist development you know what i'm saying like now in this day and age there's no artist development mm. right so i'm like all right i gotta put my thousand hours in put my shots up and like really prepare myself like be a student of this shit, you know, like do what I need to do to like really, you know, um, just polish myself up. Like I have to do the development myself. Like I have to develop myself, you know? So there's two sides of that spectrum that I, that I agree with. I, I totally agree with that sentiment. However, there is a side that I feel like a lot of artists do miss out on. And it's not just you specifically, but the artists that feel like, oh, I don't want the world to see me fuck up or see me fail but i think there's beauty in that when you see how raw certain shit is and somebody's evolution over the time so it's mm -hmm. like why not let us see that you you going through your thousand hours and putting out multiple songs whether it's fuck ups or not so why did you choose to say you know let me kind of like tuck off and, and and make it better before you know the world sees it it man it's and it's so crazy because like i probably have like before i dropped nine gp i probably like like made maybe like two projects that just never saw the day of life, you know, because I just felt like, all right, this is cool, but I know I can be better. Like, I know I can be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially against what's out there in the world, you know, the Kendrick Lamars, the Drakes of the world. Like I, I need to be better. Like I, I, you know, and it, it also came through like, uh, just like a self-discovery. Like, what am I talking about? Like, yeah, I can rap. You know what I'm saying? But what am I talking about? So before Nana's EP, it was just kind of like, you know, I was just rapping to rap. When I did Nana's EP, I'm like, okay, I need to rap for a purpose that's bigger than myself. I need mm -hmm. to rap, you know, I need to like, like be in, be, just become like a, like an artist that, that's, that's, I, I always felt like my purpose on this earth is to help people. Am I helping people? That's what I have to ask myself. Like with every line, every bar. Am I helping somebody? Am I helping somebody that's out there thinking about committing suicide? Am I helping somebody out there that's going through an abusive relationship? So when I got to a point where I was doing it, um, or I felt I was doing it for uh, a cause that was bigger than myself, I'm like, okay, this is it. What made you take that? What made you take that on? Because you just mentioned two correct two two things that very much so impact our culture immediately, which is suicide and abusive relationships. Have you ever found yourself in either one of those situations? 
Um, man, I, I, it's crazy because, um, I always felt like I was pushed to like, like whenever I was pushed to the edge, um, my salvation like brought me and reeled me back in. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, you know, especially in our culture, um, mental health is not. We don't grow up. Our parents don't like embrace. You know, you tell your parents like, "Yo, I'm depressed." They like, "Nigga, get over that shit." Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of kids, you know, and I'm glad that it's changing now, um, but a lot of kids and, you know, um, even people out there in abusive relationships, they don't speak up on it. So if I'm, it, me being, um, you know, where I am, for somebody that may not feel comfortable speaking on it, if I serve, um, if I, if I, if I can help by speaking upon it and, you know, uh, making people feel like they can relate, maybe it'll help and maybe it'll, you know, heal and maybe, you know, God, man, I had somebody hit me up maybe like a few weeks ago, man. My man said his mom died, his aunt, his, uh, and his best friend all died last year. And I think that's one of the best messages that I, like, I could have gotten. He was like, man, your music helped me. You know what I'm saying? Mm, it's still a wow. challenge, but your music is helping me get through it, you know? And, uh, I that's what I personally do it for to like really help people, you know. Um, and there's times where I go through shit, and you know I need to, I, I need to a, a form of therapy. I listen to music. What know? do you listen to when you going through it? Uh, I listen to Dot. I listen to uh, K Dot. I listen to um, shit. Depending on what Drake song it is, I listen to Drake. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going through some relationship shit, you know, I always be like, I always say it, man. Drake got a lot. He has, he has something for everything. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to relationships. Um, when, what, what's your, what's your K dot? Uh, what's your Kendrick album in order? What's your Kendrick album rating in order? Go from Kendrick one. Go from album. one. Go from one to like four. Overly dedicated. Number one. Okay. Probably number one. Um, Good Kid, Mad City. Okay. Uh, Tip of a Butterfly. Okay. Um, now I'm going to go with Section 80. I'm going to go with Section Ooh, 80. Okay. Section 80. Okay. Section okay. 80. So, so damn, damn would be five, fifth on the list. Yeah, damn would be fifth. Why is damn fifth on the list? Um, No, honestly, I, I, for me, I think those projects did more for me, like, like just discovering, helping me discover who I am, like as a person and yeah. as a being here on earth, you know what I'm saying? Then Dan did. By the time like Dan came out, like the music was, it, I, I mean, shit, he ain't got no misses. Like, he was gotcha. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro ain't got no misses. But if you like putting them in order, I feel like that's like, that's my personal order. That's not, you know? that's not a bad, that's not a bad organization. Yeah. I'm gonna read you, yeah. I'm gonna read you a, a bar. I want you to dive into this real quick. It's okay. off Kings Boulevard too. Learning from the big homies, thinking you taught right to reload cartridge and to shoot like Cartwright. Mm -hmm. This is, when I heard that it, it stood out to me because one, I have this argument all the time with the OG homies. I'd be like, we mm -hmm. fucked up because of y'all, mm -hmm. low key, right? Mm -hmm. Like y'all fucked mm -hmm. us up and it's just a continuous cycle of feeding people the, the bullshit over and over again yep. until somebody changes the cycle, right? Yep. I'll let yep. you dive into that more, but that's just how I feel. That's why I stood out to yeah. you. Yeah, 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 like we were taught wrong. At the end of the day, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we you think the way you being taught is right. And a lot of people, like I said, they don't have that love at home. So they look to, a lot of people look to the streets for that love, which is why a lot of the homies, you see what I'm saying? They 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 join these alliances uh, and whatnot to get that love. And, you know, shit, within these alliances and the structure of it, you have a big homie, right? So with that, you know, somebody has to, you, you're being taught, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of, a lot of them are being taught wrong, you know, because if they were, 
being taught right, a lot of them wouldn't be dead or in jail. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I had a lot of homies that's like, like, shit. I got a homie right now that's damn near, you know, he's been in he's doing federal time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Like 25. Mm. You know, so it's like, it's like, you know, shit. And 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 when you when you when you when you when you sitting in that cell and it's just you, and this and this is conversation that I'm having with him. He's like, yo, it's just me. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the people that I looked at as big homies can't even pick up the phone and hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Can't even go check on my moms. Can't even go check on my kids. Can't even go. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing this stuff. So it's just kind of like, you know, uh, a lot of them are led on the path to destruction and to fend for themselves when it's all said and done. I remember remember having that conversation and I had a lot of resentment towards uh, some of the OGs because I was like, everything that is right. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. That, that is right in society. You tell me is wrong. And everything that's wrong, you tell me is right. Right? Yeah. Because, of, because of the misinformation that you were taught. Right? So if I go to school then, and, I, and I'm getting good grades, I'm a nerd. If I want to be faithful to my woman, you know, I'm a, I'm a pussy. I'm a simp. Yep. If I, if I, if I don't want to be in the streets with y'all, I'm a square. Like you square. have a derogatory term. You have a derogatory term to, to, to define me, but it's shit that I actually am supposed to be doing in a positive way. Right. You know what that makes you? A real man. Right. right a lot right. of these OGs don't know how to teach the youth how to be real men. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And that's, that's, that's where, that's where they being led wrong, you know, like, you know, they, they, uh, a lot, everything that you just checked off, that's how to be a real man, you know, handle your responsibilities. A lot of these niggas don't even know how to take care of their kids, Mm -hmm. you know, so it just comes down to being a real man and knowing what a real man is and being taught how to be a real man, you know what I'm saying? You mentioned Kendrick and, and, you know, obviously him being one of the artists that that, that you listen to and kind of go to when it comes to going through shit. Uh, but fast forward during your project, uh, you linked up with TDE artists and homegrown homie Reason with, with LA mm-hmm. Times, which mm-hmm. I think is a flawless record. Uh, the way the, the visuals executed and just the, uh, how clever the, the, the song is, man. Talk about how you guys linked up um, putting that video together and the overall theme and the message behind the song. Um. Man, I met Reason. When did I meet Rob? I met him uh, in 20. It's crazy because I met him in 2018 uh, at Jag's listening session. Shout out to Jag. Yeah, shout out to Jag. I I, I was at the Roosevelt, but um, the music was all loud and shit. So, you know, he he was just like, he probably might not even remember this. He was just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was just kind of like, yeah, all right, get out of my face, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, little nigga. Go on, little nana, nigga. I'm old. You're not. <laughs> Did you see my post? I'm TDE, nigga. Yeah. Nigga. <laughs> Shit. I, you saw I switched the name. It's Reason at Reason TDE now. You know what I'm saying? I took the other shit off my name, so niggas know. <laughs> Fast forward. I link up with this uh, audio, my uh, my engineer uh, Kaitel, and he's Reasons engineer, so he plays Reasons some of my music, and uh, Reasons was like, "Yo, this shit is dope." And uh, Kaz's sister is a friend of mine, and is she's also my best my uh, sister's best friend. So she was kind of like, "Oh yeah, uh, uh, this is Nana, blah blah blah." I was telling you about him. This on the third, and then I think maybe like. Six months later, we followed each other on Instagram after that. Maybe like a few months later, I met up again at a, uh, at, I forgot whose like release party was, but one thing about Reason that I respect and I like always tell him all the time, he is like one of the most down to earth people, like one of the most humble people, like humblest people that I've ever like met. Like he came up to me and was like, yo, I'm a fan. I was just like, oh shit. He was like, after the Roosevelt. <laughs> after the Roosevelt. He's like, look, I know after I was tripping. After I, I, I know I was tripping. I didn't know, but now I know. 
after the Roosevelt, bro came up to me. He was like, I didn't even know he knew what I looked like or any of that. You know what I'm saying? But he came up to me and he was just like, yo, I'm a fan. And that kind of took me aback because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is somebody that, you know, is uh, uh, is getting a lot of high praise in the city. And, you know, that that was that was it definitely was, I think, for me, just great knowing that you could be like, like very well accomplished in the city and still, you know, give Down. people their flowers, you know what I'm saying? And not, you know, so since ever since then, like me and Reason, like we were like, you know what I'm saying? And he he did that flick it up challenge. I was a part of that. And fast yep. forward, you know, I was just kind of like, I never wanted to like, I'm, I'm one of them people, man, if, if something happens or I'm, if there's a relationship there, I'm like, okay, let whatever is there happen organically. So he was just like, yo, like, let's do some shit. There's that in the third. Uh, or I think I might've been like, yo, let's, you know, it's, it's, I think it might be time. Like, let, let's, let's, let's work on some shit. And we came up with the concept and um, yeah, I was, I was like, man, we got to go back and forth on some like, on some like mob deep, you know what I'm saying? Some Los Angeles mob deep 2020 shit. You feel me? And I'm like, reason I feel like he's one of the most uh underrated like lyricists mm-hmm. in the game, period. You know what I'm saying? Like that man can rap. And I knew he was gonna come with it. So I was just like, I was just like, yeah, this this is it. When I got that verse back, I was like, oh my God. So you do you do agree that reason watched you on LA Times? Mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. We it, it was a Kobe and Shaq effort. You know what I'm saying? It was a Kobe and Shaq. Who was Kobe? Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I was Kobe. I'm gonna say I was Kobe. And I say that because, like, Reason's verse was more like his verse was more dominant. Like as far as like like presence there. Right. It was more menacing. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. was something about that verse that had me like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you listen to it in his perspective, like within the concept, you're like, oh shit. Like this now, now like, just just for the I know I want I want to push people to actually check the record out LA Times, but give them a synopsis of what the actual record is about because you said you guys came together to kind of figure out, you know, the Mod D twenty twenty going back and forth. But what, what's the mm-hmm. concept of the record for the people that don't know? Man being caught in the wrong place at the wrong time in Los Angeles on a Saturday, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying to go to the mall, kick it with your homies, and you realize you may have the wrong color on, not realizing it, you know what I'm saying? And we've all been in that situation. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's, why, that's, why, that's why I love your, your style, man, because I feel like there's certain things, and I'll ask you to des- describe your, your style in a second, but uh, one thing that I feel like, comes across and translates in your music is relatable. You know what I'm saying? Not only that situation, I know I've been in that situation, right? <clears throat> but it's also good. I know we're we're years apart, right? We're not the same age. We're a couple years off, right? And there was a bar that you had something about um, West LA College didn't do you any justice. It didn't do you good. Anybody mm-hmm. that knows that that frequents the college circuit in, in Los Angeles knows that West LA is yeah. damn near, you know. You, 13th you just, grade. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, you know what it is when it comes to West LA College. And again, that's another thing that's just relatable. It's like, damn, even though we're, I'm not gonna say a generation apart, but we're years apart, right? It's still mm-hmm. good to know, like, oh damn, that shit is still going on. Like we know yep. in within the circuit, that's what's happening. And again, your yeah. your music is relatable to to, yeah. to the audience and whoever's listening to it. What other what other words could you say describes Nana's music for those that are pressing play for the first time? Um informative informative because you know when i speak about these things you may or these places you may have never been to some of these places but you get the picture mm-hmm. you get the picture like uh uh one of my homies his dad was like yo uh i think he lives somewhere out in the east coast now his dad was like yo man i haven't been back to crenshaw in so long but you brought me back like you mm-hmm. you brought me back you know what i'm saying like like back in like the 80s i'm like oh shit you know so uh i would say informative very informative cinematic too i would throw that on top of that cinematic exactly Um, exactly exactly. there was one thing i I picked up too i don't know if it was your decision but i I think it was genius and it kind of goes around the theme of you wanting to help people um 
the talk about the visualizers to the albums. You you put that out mm-hmm. as well, and it was a little different. If people that didn't get a chance, if they haven't subscribed to your YouTube or haven't seen the video, you actually have somebody doing sign language to your music. Yeah. yeah. Why was it important for you to actually put that out and, and give a different look for people that you know may may not understand who you are? Because they're non-exempt. They, they they're humans just like I'm human, just like you human, and you know. Uh, everybody you know just deserve, i feel like everybody deserves to 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 get the message equally mm-hmm. you know so that that i think for me that that was the main thing like to just distribute the message amongst every creed color you know every deaf blind whatever you know everybody deserves to get the message I love that because it's like you could have easily you know they, we have capabilities now with social media where you could have put the caption on the video, you know what I'm saying? Right. And people could have easily just right. read along, but I thought that was right. very specific and unique. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure other people have done it, but I that's the first time I've actually seen uh, an artist kind of take note and really give it to that audience. Um, and I, I just want to salute you on that because I, I think that yeah. that's Thank one thing that. that separates you from a lot of other people that I haven't seen before. So salute to you on that for sure. How often Thank do you that. get, how often do you get the comparisons to D-Spokes, to Kendrick's, the- A lot. A lot. Do you look at that as a badge of honor or do you look at it like you still want to carve out your own shit? A little bit of both. Um, Because, you know, I get a lot of people like, oh, yeah, you the next Kendrick, blah, blah, blah. Man, I love Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? But I want to be the first me. You You know know what? Let me ask you this. Sorry, not to cut you off. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first song on uh, Save Yourself Mm -hmm. is Heaven and Hennessy. I want to ask you, what did that... did? What what inspir- did it you draw inspiration from Cushion Corinthians? Yo, you want to know what's crazy? Maybe it was a, a subconscious thing, but I think it was like for me growing up in a, it it gave a little bit of both what it was like at home and what what it was like in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why it's heaven and Hennessy. But when in hindsight, like I was listening to Section 80. I'm like Christian Corinthians, Christian Corinthians, and having a Hennessy. I'm like, damn, there's a parallel in that. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's a super parallel in the in your tone on the record, and then also if you listen to the melody that you're using, that's reminiscent of what BJ the Chicago kid had on that's crazy on the Christian Corinthians. I don't know if you ever caught that or paid attention. I to never it. paid it, not, especially not the hook part. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I ain't no saint. BJ is a saint. <laughs> I know. You know BJ saying? Saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no, nah, I never paid attention to that. That but that's it. That's a that's um and I feel like with those two records, like where they do draw like a parallel, not only in the the name itself, it's about giving, and that's what I always love Kendrick for. You know what I'm saying? As did everybody. It's about giving the bright side as well as like the downside, you mm-hmm. know. So and and for me, growing up in a in a in a household where my dad was a bishop, you know, it, it's it's I think that record for me, um, it was about just highlighting what it was like at home, what it was like out in the world, you know. And uh, uh, I tell everybody like my one of my turning points in life was when I hit middle school and like seeing what the it gave me like a eye opening experience as to like what the real world kind of was like because I was in, in elementary you know what I'm saying we just going to school going home I get to middle school I'm going to school with you know shit niggas smoking weed all types of shit you feel me and I'm like oh shit you feel me and just having these run-ins like LA Times and um you know coming back home uh and having a a, a, a foundation to come back to was kind of like heaven for me you know what I'm saying so it, it, it gave the, like both sides of, of the spectrum. So, um, all right. So we, we know you rep the Crenshaw district, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we do something called homegrown hotspots. All right. Okay. Uh, so it, it, I don't know if you want to say what your favorite spot is food spot to eat. Well, we're, we're for, if you're the tour guy, somebody coming to the Crenshaw district, or just mm-hmm. LA in general, where's mm-hmm. the first place they got a touchdown on? What's the homegrown hotspot that you would direct them to? Doolin's. Gotta go to Doolin's. Yeah. Gotta go to Doolin's. You know what I'm saying? Have to go to Doolin's. That's my favorite spot. Um, Explain to them what Doolin's is. 
some of the best soul food you can get in Los Angeles, in my humble opinion. Dulans. I fuck with Doolin's is fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, that fried chicken, uh, the, the chick fried chicken dinner. You know what I'm saying? They give you like two pieces of leg, wing and a thigh, three pieces I think, leg, wing and a thigh. You know what I'm saying? You get like three or four sides. You can't lose. Got fuck with Got it. Now, what's one what's one spot they they should just stay away from? What's a hot spot? Hey, this is hot over there. Stay away from over here. If you come to LA, lead us along. Man, anywhere south of the 10 freeway at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> Press ratio it. 10 out of 10. Press ratio 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, uh, uh, who's somebody that, is it somebody that's tapped in with you that, that surprised you? Like, oh shit, like I wouldn't expect this person to know what I'm doing, to fuck with what you're doing, send you a DM, a tweet, anything like that? Um, um, man, somebody that I fuck with that I did not expect. Uh, shit. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I mean, I guess it was expected. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because you're here, but I think when you have first tapped in, so quick story. I met Chuck at Payday LA uh, okay. maybe like two years ago. You know 18, what I'm saying? 18. And yeah, to, exactly. I, I went for the sole purpose of, I had already performed, but when I performed, this nigga Chuck wasn't there. So I was like, damn, I didn't get to meet Chuck, blah, blah. Yeah. So I went uh, one time for the sole purpose of just like going up there to link up with Chuck and speak to Chuck. Um, and uh, I told somebody, so I was like, yo, Chuck is one of the coolest people you'll ever meet in your whole life. Like super, like just cool down to earth, you know, all that good shit. I'm like, man, DJ Head, he, 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 I, he's going, he, I'm going to tap in with Head sooner than later. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I don't know, you know, but it, it's going to happen. So um, I think when, uh, I want to say you tweeted about it or something like that, just out of the blue, I was like, oh, shit. I was very, I, I was just like, oh, shit. I was really like, like, oh, damn, like, all right, you know, and 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 I think it came back around that uh, my man Silas yeah. put you on or whatnot, and I was just like, all right, this this is this is. Is that because I don't be liking shit, or is that because? Oh, oh no, oh no, maybe that could be it. But it you like, hey, like, man, head ain't gonna fuck with this shit right now. Right? He <laughs> and he ain't gonna get it just yet. Man, no, yo, <laughs> he wanted to like just toughest critics. You know what I'm saying? But I don't say that to say that that head is like like an asshole. He's very honest. So to see, he's an honest he's asshole. It's cool. You he's can say that. He's an honest asshole. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nothing he's wrong an with that. Honest asshole. <laughs> but I really appreciated that, and I think that really made me feel like, all right, okay, I'm I'm doing something. You know so I I think from my perspective, and I and I think that it gets a little foggy. I can't remember the dates or anything like that. But I remember you you showed up to Payday LA the second time, and I, I, I believe you introduced yourself to me, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I did. So from yeah. there, I checked the music out, and I believe Salas gave me the heads up as well, but mm -hmm. it, it's, and you know what it is, it gets a little hard, because we meet so many people, but something that stood out about you is that when, she, when you introduced yourself, it wasn't on, um, it was just the sole purpose of introducing yourself. It was just like, hey man, I just want to say I respect what you do, um, keep doing your thing, man. I, I pulled up, and I think you said I, you told me that you said the last time I came and performed, you wasn't here, so I just wanted to make that interaction, and that just stood out. It wasn't like check my music out. It wasn't anything. You didn't you didn't have it. It wasn't anything like that. So that intrigued me enough to say, let me just see what he, you know what he's about. So I checked yeah. it out. I'm like, oh shit, and I think you had it, it was the uh, the EP that you had out. So I dived into the EP and saw you had mm -hmm. uh, Thurs on there, and obviously mm -hmm. I was just I was just rocking with your style. And from there, it was just, it allowed me just to tap into your personality um, and, and go from there. And I, I think that usually when people aren't as pressed to have somebody check their music out, mm -hmm. psychologically for me, it's like, oh, okay, what is it about? And then yeah. I, when, when the music was good on top of that, I was like, oh, this is an easy call. Let me just 
put the word out there. Let me use it's an easy retweet. And then from there, we've yeah. just been cool and just kind of staying in contact. And you've just yeah. been one of those people where you've never, you, you like you said, with, with, when it comes to head at least, you know, at some point it's going to work out and you're not yeah. pressed about it. You know, the work is going to speak for itself. And I, it's something that yeah. I appreciated about that. So again, yeah. I, I, I salute you for, you know, kind of having that, 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 you know, being conscious about that. Cause a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with being persistent. Let me just get that off the bat. It's nothing wrong with being right. persistent like that. But sometimes a lot of people in head can attest to this, let the music speak for itself. You don't have to tell me you the hottest nigga in LA. At you don't all. have to tell me, you know, <laughs> oh man, this person fucking with me. I got this feature. I got this, this, and it's gonna speak for itself. The cream is always mm -hmm. gonna rise to the top. And that's why I love that the fact that not only me and Head are saying this, but other people that we rock with are also bringing your name up. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Or, or like you said, yeah. the reasons are tapping in with you. You know, you're getting yeah. these comparisons to Dot, and it's, it's no um, it's no surprise about that. So I appreciate yeah. the the compliment. And, and of course, we look forward to seeing you progress and continue to do what you do um, in this business, bro. Yeah, for sure. That's that's love, salute, man. I, I think uh one thing that I follow what you guys preach is like just be intentional, you know what I'm saying? And 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 one thing that I intended was to just like just build the relationship. Everything else is gonna come, like you know, just you know, just introduce yourself. It's all good, like you know, these they there, you know. Right. And if 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 and when they hear about the music and if they gravitate towards it, that's just a cherry on top, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, it, it's 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 really about like who more so I think with me is just like just build these relationships and everything else is gonna come like don't so, worry about nothing. I know? think you, but no, I was gonna say I, I respect it. I appreciate the compliment, and I think um, people should definitely always utilize the, your approach to things because when you come off like Chuck said, like not that abrasive and aggressive. It's like, bro, I'm not going nowhere. It ain't like, it ain't like we ducking nobody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we around. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and, and I always try to tell people like, bro, I'm, we not them other people. Like we don't be hiding and you can't get to us. And like, I'll be in, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be in clubhouse or I'll be on, mm -hmm. I'll be riding my bike and I'm, I'm all, yeah. I'm everywhere. Like, so it's like, it's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah. the year can't end without Nana doing what I felt like you have a great introduction 2020 a lot of people knowing who you are the the year can't end now this is this is your chance to manifest some things things that you've always been intentional about the year can't end without Nana doing what um the year can't end without uh Nana being in a movie or a, some some type of like you know what I'm saying insecure or something like that man I gotta I gotta be on TV man you know what I'm saying the year can't according end. to fifth season I, right I, now yeah I know Issa <laughs> what up <laughs> man so okay <laughs> fifth season of insecure all right we're gonna speak that one all right yeah oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm a fan of the show so you know I'm sad to see it go but yeah you can't end with, without without that happening so yeah hey i just want to say you know i want to salute you too because it takes a lot of confidence it takes extreme amount of confidence uh, for a man to wear overalls in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> like for you to wear overalls in 2020 my brother <laughs> like and, and getting a, it off like yeah i'm I getting this shit off real quick I isn't it Oh, you know it's I mean? a, I'm telling you, no, in 2020, for you to wear overalls with one strap off, that's, <laughs> that's unparalleled confidence, bro. I hey, nah, nah, it's king, right? You. Nah, nah, it's king. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look, you feel me? I, I did it, I did it, I did it with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you pressed play. I did. <laughs> so I what did. What say about you? <laughs> hey, listen, I niggas fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is this something that we didn't mention that you want to make sure the people know, man? Take this opportunity to lead them to the project or, or a thing that you're working on uh, that that the folks can uh, expect from from Nana in 2021. Man, yeah, we pretty. I feel like. Everything has been said. You can follow me on everything at Nana is King. Uh, save yourself available on all streaming platform services. Um, man, and I, I just want to really thank y'all for really being, um, you know, just who, not only who you guys are, 
like cool people, cool ass, you know, individuals, but, you know, really um, protecting his West Coast shit. And I say that to say um, that whenever we was joking about, you know, Head being an honest asshole, (laughs) a lot of times, you know, most of the time, 99% of the time, I know it comes from a place of just wanting to see niggas be better. You know what I'm saying? Just be better. You feel me? However that looks like, just be better. You feel me? So, and, you know, I, I know a lot of artists probably send you stuff. And I, one of my favorite things, me and a homie, bro, we would tap in whenever Head would go live with like, just like <laughs> random fans, we would just tap in just to see what he's going to say. Yo, tell me why he, <laughs> he, he went live with, uh, with one of the homegirls that went to high school with us. And it was just, I just have my hands in my face like this because he was so honest. And I was like, damn, he was like, yo, that shit was whack. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, know, I know he didn't mean no harm. He was just, that, that's, it's just a form of just saying like, yo, just be better. Go back and, you know, just be better. Like if you, if you smoke weed, cut back on your weed habit, invest back into what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And I respected that. And that's one thing I love about y'all. Y'all always keep it straightforward, honest, and it's very much so needed to, you know, uh, preserve, you know, this, this this West Coast shit that, you know, we all collectively pushing. So thank y'all for real. Appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate the love. Yeah. And you all, you you got us uh, whenever you need, bro. Make sure you continue to tap in and you, we're as a resource, bro. So don't don't ever hesitate to reach out. And, and you, got a brilliant, you got a brilliant mind in your corner too with Archie. So... Archie David yeah. is one of the most brilliant niggas in, in the industry. So yes, you yeah. may definitely utilize him and Silas. For yeah. sure. No, for a, sure. A, a, a thousand percent, man. And Chuck, he being the yin to this asshole. Yin, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, bro. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Man. It's Homegrown Radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, a homie. Nah, nah. Checking in, man. Save yourself out right now. Appreciate you checking in, bro. Thank y'all, man. All love, and we out. Catch y'all next time.